Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. On Wednesdays, we wear pink, Danny Akuya. I was going to say, I was going to say something about that. So, if you're wondering why I'm dressed as a, a big pink blanche, no, you look beautiful. I love this outfit. More uh, of it. It's more because we decided to go pink, and I think we should do it in mm. sympathy with Margot Robbie and yes. the oh, director, not over producer that of Greta Gerwig. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. It is a little bit of uh, well. Margot robbed. It is just not cool at all. And isn't she like the best? She was amazing. And, you know, I think the whole point of that movie was smashing the patriarchy. And then the person who got nominated was Ryan Gosling. But we are not here to talk about the Oscars, even (laughs) though if anyone's watching, I think I'd be a great host for the Oscars. Uh, But let's talk instead about the markets. I have many, many thoughts on Barbie. Um, It has been a pretty subdued session, Danny, because we had that... Uh, positive lead coming through, of course, from uh, Wall Street, the S&P 500, another record. But we started to dip around 1%, 1 p.m., I should say, as you can see on the chart there. Yeah, absolutely. It is very subdued. And let's face it, the rally that we saw overnight was a little bit, well, iffy. The Dow uh, retraced and Nasdaq again taking the lead. S&P at a new record high. But today, really, I think we're in a holding pattern. Now, let's just have a quick look. There we go. The CBO. 200 for all intents and purposes. It is a flat on the day, slightly positive, and uh, if you can call going uh, five points up on the ASX 200, then that is also mildly positive. 7,519 is where we sit on the ASX 200. All right, well, let's just have a look at some of those themes. We talked about the subdued session, but you know, lithium, which has been in such a glut mm. and hasn't had any love, quite a bit of love coming through today because you saw uh, a big uptick coming through in the likes of Pilbara on the back of of its earnings mm-hmm. update. I mm. think Core Lithium as well said mm. that they were going to uh, cut some of their spending plans. So quite a bit of momentum in that space. Yeah, it was really interesting um, because Pilbara, one of the favourites, they're actually cutting their capex and also postponing those dividends. So I think investors are looking to see how these companies respond to those very low spodumene prices and the oversupply there. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we touched on Core Lithium and Pilbara being in focus. The other one, you and I were talking about this yesterday, was Netflix going to have boosted its revenue because it cut down on its share, um, its password sharing? It seems that really did help. More than 13 million new subscribers signing up last quarter, which was a record. So they posted revenue of $8.8 billion. And of course, a lot of these really hit shows like The Crown, 
Squid Game. Lupin, have you seen that? The French no, show. I oh, that seen is Lupin. brilliant. Oh, so much to watch, Jules. Obsessed <laughs> with the guy who plays Lupin. Um, all oh, of that. actually, apologies. I have seen it. I've actually oh, seen. Yes, yeah, yes. And I agree totally. So good. So yes, good. Yes. Um, and and Tenet Research said Netflix is the lowest monthly churn rate among streaming services, with just two percent of subscribers cancelling. So they're kind of winning the streaming wars. Totally. Here. And uh, it's really interesting to note too that um, you know this this ongoing trend of how uh, linear TV is. Mm. It's you know nothing goes in a straight line, folks. So just remember that it was a record quarter, and also I think they have flagged that that won't be repeated for the next quarter. But nevertheless, the share price is up about six or seven percent in the aftermarket. Yep. Let's have a look at some of the share prices on our market, kicking it off with the miners today, which was a pretty positive sector. We talked on some of the lithium players, but you know Fortescue back above twenty eight dollars. Rio Tinto also came out with uh, an update. It's up by one percent, and uh, South Thirty Two and BHP going in the right way as well. Yeah. And let's now have a look at the consumer discretionaries, which have been very very strong. Now there we have uh, profit taking across the board from Aristocrat, Lottery Corp, Babcorp and Breville. However, Kogan up 15%. Now, as far as I'm aware, they have had a trading update. Actually, they had their results. Um, Clearly the market liking it, although they have not given any guidance. All right, having a look at healthcare, uh, we mentioned we're going to talk to ResMed's CEO tomorrow. We really need to get that board fixed to get ResMed on it. But anyway, CSL and Cochlear a little weaker today. Sonic Healthcare was down by about eight tenths of 1%. Uh, Ramsey Health, so nice we see it twice. <laughs> and Sigma Health, they're fairly flat. And just getting to some of those corporate stories as well. Nanosonic's having its worst day ever, the biggest laggard down over 33% after missing sales guidance for the six months ended December 31. And Rio Tinto was also up over 1% as it entered a 25-year purchase agreement with the European Energy to with European Energy to Australia to buy all the electricity from the country's largest solar farm. Uh, Woodside lagging there down about half of 1%. We mentioned Fortescue and Pilbara looking pretty good. But let's get to our guest now and welcome Rocco Panzerino from Macro Capital. Is it your first time for 2024? Uh, second. Second. Gosh. <laughs> I've forgotten about the times already. That's right. We already talked about your haircut. Um, What about the haircut we saw a little bit in some of the markets in terms of geopolitical risk affecting the mood? Yes, there's definitely a lot going on at the moment. Um, Firstly, in the Middle East and and the Red Sea, uh, a major distribution channel for for global trade, about 15% of the world. Uh, We've now seen about 33 ships uh, attacked since November. Um, The UK, the US, Bahrain, Canada, Netherlands and Australia uh, are all working in the area to restore stability there. Um, What we've seen a lot of uh, global trade routes actually change through the Cape of Good Hope. Um, Now, traditionally, this will take about 10 to 12 extra days than traveling through the Red Sea and about 800,000 pounds extra in oil. So a significant cost there to logistics companies and it's It's actually considered uh, in the past a graveyard of ships uh, with a lot of treacherous conditions going through the area. Um, So it's quite uh, quite literally a logistical nightmare at the moment. Um, Insurance premiums are skyrocketing. Uh, Inflation could potentially have a second spike as well. Um, We've also got tensions looking like they're rising in Russia and Ukraine at the moment. We've had a strike in Donetsk in the past few days, which has 25 confirmed dead uh, with 20 further injured. 
um, it's, it's been labelled a barbaric attack with need for special military response. Um, so unfortunately, looking like uh, tensions escalating there. Russian gas producer Novatech, uh, the largest in the country, has also uh, had a drone attack on its um, main port. Um, yeah, again, affecting these uh, natural gas prices, which have whipsawed quite a fair bit over the last mm. week. They went up about 35% in one week, two weeks ago, and now they've come off about 35% this week. So what it seems is happening in the region is uh, the Russia and Ukrainian countries are targeting uh, a lot of the, the energy infrastructure uh, at a time where it's about negative 20 degrees there. Mm. Um, so it's really, really sad uh, for all involved. But um, uh, we've also had companies like Woodside release their quarterlies today, increasing their, their natural gas. Uh, about 70% of their revenues now are attributable to natural gas. Um, we've also got escalations uh, seeming like they're escalating in China uh, mm. with Taiwan. Um, we saw last year over in the US a, um, a Chinese spy balloon head over their areas. Six of these were spotted in Taiwan over the past couple of days, as well as about seven uh, Chinese tankers. Um, so escalations, uh, yeah, escalating around the world, um, largely to do with commodities. Uh, even the US weather patterns at the moment are, are going through uh, very cold conditions, um, which has caused a lot of their oil outputs to decrease. Mm, interesting. I was just thinking, we, we do have a very major, well, we've got uh, European parliamentary elections this year, and of course we have the US elections, and Trump has firmly won today um, in New Hampshire. So it looks like it's going to be Trump and Biden. And of course, some of these geopolitics could accelerate as a result of markets starting to discount uh, potential outcomes. Is, is that something you're going to be keeping your eye on, Rocco? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, uh, you know, the economy traditionally though doesn't really um, have a much of an effect on the um, on the election uh, the presidential election it was actually interesting to note um, I read the other day that typically when the the market does rally into election uh, ever since the 1960s it has been the current president that retains his spot mm. so um, yeah look lots of lots of issues going on in the world at the moment which I think will be at the forefront of a lot of uh, voters' minds um, when taking their, their vote in the polls as well. You touched briefly on China there. Let's just talk about that massive, or reports rather, of this massive stimulus package. I mean, it's something we've seen happen before, but mm. it is a huge thing we should be paying attention to. What do you think is really the underlying bubbles in some of this volatility we've seen? Yeah, well, look, we've, we've been speaking about uh, some stimulus in China for a few years mm. now and haven't really had a clear direction. Uh, I think what's important to note is that consumer confidence is, is at its worst in about 30 years uh, in China, uh, according to Sean Ring, head of Chinese market research. You've got property prices down about 15 to 20% for the year. What uh, a lot of the sentiment is in China at the moment with property is there's just no rush. Uh, it's been performing so poorly. People's equities investments have gone down. Their property investments have gone down. It's extremely low mm. uh, consumer sentiment. And um, real estate is about 25 to 35% of the, that country's GDP, uh, which is massive. Um, a lot of uh, Chinese were expecting rates to be cut recently mm. um, to help stimulate this. Disappointingly, uh, they held rates the same as well. Um, what the Chinese government has said is that they're not actually looking to restructure the economy, right? They don't really want to pump a lot of money uh, into the economy and, and prop it up that way, but rather reform society and have a slow, consistent growth um, from there. Now, China's massively shifted. Uh, at the moment, about 80% of their GDP growth is from internal consumption. 
whereas we know before it was largely uh, exports. Um, so a large shift is happening and I guess a lot of socialist initiatives as well. What they're looking to do with, with this stimulus spe uh, specifically uh, is bring a lot of Chinese funds from offshore inshore to stabilise their economy or their share market um, mm. and go into you know, financial companies mainly and the banks where they're under a lot of pressure to, to save China at the moment and, and lend out money against their will, um, so to say. So. Lots of things happening there. And I guess the three main drivers that have led this consumer confidence are income, uh, property, and food. Um, food is in a deflationary environment. It's gone down, so, so it is favorable. But the other two are, are really lagging, which is having a hold on the economy. Um, even youth unemployment's risen all the way to 15% in China at the moment. Mm, particularly young university-educated men, hey? Yeah, mm. a lot of over-educated uh, people. Mm. Um, and, but there's still a lot of jobs, but not a lot of people willing to do them as well. Mm, interesting times we're living in. How about, uh, let's focus on a stock that uh, you're su suggesting that uh, investors could look to accumulate? Yeah, WiseTech um, I've got on the radar at the moment. Mm. I think it's a, it's a really, really well-run company. Mm. Um, Richard White has, has done a great job with that company and um, talk about skin in the game. He owns about 40% of it. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so very large holding there. Um, at the moment, they're servicing 24 of the top 25 global freight forwarders. Um, they've got a, a huge amount of market share. Um, their, EP, their earnings per share are growing at a rate of 8.5% per year um, over the last three years. And their return on capital uh, is about 16% at the moment. Uh, so again, a really well-run business. It's come off its highs quite a fair bit from their last report in August. It's something I'd definitely start to look at uh, to accumulate uh, potentially. It does have an incredibly high PE, um, but again, some significant growth forecast for that business over the next few years. Yeah, that result was really interesting because they've made a number of acquisitions last year. And Richard White's been quite upfront about the fact that he didn't buy them to get incremental margin accretion and earnings accretion. Uh, but investors are like, no, nope, you're disappointed. So, you know, possibly when you get these sell downs on quality stocks like this, it's a good time to look at them. Exactly. Yeah, I feel it's a little bit harsh as well. <laughs> Anything we should be reducing? Yeah, I've uh, I've noticed a lot of uh, a lot of clients and a lot of people have, have come across with um, Asia in the yeah. portfolio. That ETF um, for the the reasons aforementioned of what's going on in China's economy at the moment, I, I definitely steer clear of something like this. Um, it's something that hasn't really done anything at all over the past year. Its largest holding is the Taiwanese Semiconductor uh, Manufacturing Company, um, which again, with these risks prevalent in society at the moment, um, it's something I'd, I'd definitely be de-risking and, and uh, moving away from. Um, and again, the lack of the consumer confidence within the region uh, has a massive hold on, on stuff like technology because um, they're leaning, uh, Chinese consumers are leaning towards, you know, very, very cheap products and, and necessities at the time being. Yep. All right, Rocco, great to have your insights for the Thank second you. time this year. Absolutely. <laughs> Rocco Panzerino from Macro Capital. Right. Are we going to check in on some of those market leaders today? And there we have a Sayona. Well, it's a mining day, isn't it, Jules? Mm. Sayona mining up by 11%, Luca Resources up by 8 Chalice 7%. That should put a smile on your dial. <laughs> Karoon, uh, Obviously, they had uh, the, the, the falls yesterday off uh, those Brazilian delays, but nevertheless, bounce back 7% in Pilbara Minerals. Investors are really liking the update there, up by almost 6%. Yeah, I can retire with my massive, massive holding.
something. Joking. All right, let's have a look at some of the laggards. We touched on Nanosonics there, disappointing the market. The biggest laggard down 33%. Uh, IDP Education still getting hit by that uh, Canada move off by almost 3%. Bellevue Gold, AUB and James Hardy also there. I think James Hardy, I mentioned it briefly yesterday, DR Horton reported last night after the close and the shares were down about 9%. And it's, it's the US's largest home builder and they were citing some pressure on margins and and the results weren't good and I think that's why apart from James Hardy having run so hard investors are going well maybe the US housing market isn't quite as rosy as some people had thought. All right to the small caps um, we have Newmark Property Hogan, we touched on Peninsula Energy, Siona, all leading there. And let's have a look at the small cap laggards today and see what is happening on that front. Arafura, Rarus, down by 7.5%. AMA, almost 7%. Cooper Energy, just over 6 Veeam, around 57 And Red Hill Minerals, off by just over 5%. And the stock of the day was Nanosonics. Koshi was joined by the dynamic duo Henry Jennings from Marcus Today and Andrew Whelan of DP Wealth Advisory on today's episode of The Call. Some timing issues and some of their sales have been affected by um, pullbacks in spending in the US. Then I think I'd be nibbling away at this two dollars eighty eight. You know, mm. it's most of the price targets now are three forty, three fifty yep. sort of thing. Uh, even after this downgrade, but it wasn't good, and it does send a shudder, I guess, through the market in terms of if you do not disappoint, if you disappoint in earnings yep. season, this is what happens. Yep. You know, you get absolutely savage. We saw it the other day with Lion Town, uh, with the funding package. We've now seen it with Nanosonics. Do not disappoint out there. Um, Or if you do, you've got to find some good news to try and sugarcoat it a little bit because otherwise the market really does take no prisoners. But I'd be sort of starting to accumulate. So there's probably at least another day of pain coming whilst we see some more downgrades filter on through. Plus, you know, even mums and dads coming home tonight going, oh, bother. It is a family-friendly show after all. Oh, bother. Uh, What has happened to Nanosonics, I, uh, I just need to sell. I'm just wondering, Jules, do you think Margot Robbie said, oh, bother? (laughs) I'm just still not over that. I'm just not. Anyway, it was an oh, bother moment with Mm. Nanosonics today. Now let's have a look and see what is happening overnight. And we have uh, the S&P Global PMIs, US Weekly, MBA Mortgage Applications data, and yet again, a swathe of earnings coming out in the US. But of course, all eyes will be on Tesla. And I think tomorrow... Uh, who is ever doing the 11, they will be speaking to Hatem Diab from Gerber Kawasaki to get his take on those results and Bank of Canada monetary policy report and US crude oil inventories. I think that will be me speaking to Hatem, also the ResMed CEO tomorrow, so a lot to look forward to. And I got a Tesla the other day in an Uber, I have to say. It's a pretty nice ride, although I can never work out how to get in and out. Getting out (laughs) is a real problem, isn't it? We got stuck in my friends and it was like, Rudy, and I are like, how, how do we get out of here? Yeah, and you Siri, like, help me. <laughs> did they have the fart button? Ooh, fart button. <laughs> they have, well, it's are we Elon. allowed to say that? Of course we are. <laughs> Elon, Elon Musk has one, like a whoopee cushion. Anyway, oh. we've gone off script, guys. Let's <laughs> yeah. get back on script. Let's have a look at what's happening tomorrow. Apart from those interesting interviews, a quarterly report from Downer EDI. 
We might end up on the bloopers tape. Earnings report from ResMed, market update from Insignia and production updates from Santos, Fortescue, Mineral Resources and Regis Resources. And of course, a quick programming note to remind you that we will be speaking to the CEO of ResMed tomorrow. So be sure to make sure you tune in. All right, a quick look at uh, how the market has fully closed out. Pretty flat there on the SIBO, not even up by one point. And what's the ASX doing, Danny? I've got that up by around four points, 7,519. So pretty flat, but just worth pointing out. A dollar under a little bit of pressure as we go into this late afternoon. And it's trading around 65 spot seven against the US cents and the minis. The futures are positive in the US, probably taking a nice lead from the good rather than the bad results announced after the close in the US. All right, no fart buttons at Ausbiz, but we will be no back. Whoopee cushions. <laughs> no whoopee yes. cushions. We will be back tomorrow. We look forward to seeing you then. Have a great evening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.